0: Dirty Uh, Nest Nest. Too dirty to clean my app you ain't dirty you ain't here to party
1: This is Brandon Phoenix, aka I also
2: hate Pit, joined by Jeremy JN Phoenix in the building, the booth.
1: We are the raspy voice kids. This is the raspy voice kids podcast. You are tuned into Pop Culture pop, pop 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 Pop. Today we are talking about one of Jeremy's experiences in life, which leads us to a bigger experience for so many more people in this world, and that is visiting a dirty
2: city. Is that what we talk about visiting dirty cities? Visiting <laughs> dirty cities. Yes, 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 yes. You ever went on vacation? I'm, you know, I'm gonna cut to the chase. You know, I'm not even gonna play around. Don't took, play around. Just tell him, son. I took a vacation. <laughs> I went out to Philadelphia. We had a good time. But real is real, Brandon. I've never been in a dirtier city in my life. Filthy, filthy. I'm telling you. Dirt everywhere. Okay, okay. I don't know how to make this. All right, the monuments were nice, nice and clean. You walk two steps, and there's just, just it's dirty. It wasn't picked up. There was a uh, uh, what, what, what do you want to call them? Bums. Uh, I mean, that's what they are. Bums or or homeless. homeless. Homeless people. Excuse me, not bums. Excuse me. Lots of homeless people all over. Now here's the thing. I've been places. I've seen plenty of homeless people. It's unfortunate, and I feel sorry for them. And it's a problem that we need to fix or help them fix. But Brandon. Every single corner I turned in Philadelphia, didn't matter how ritzy the neighborhood, there were homeless people on every single corner laying down like you pass banks and then you know you can walk in yeah. before there's another door. People, I mean, everywhere you look, homeless people and dirt. I was thoroughly unimpressed with Philadelphia. Don't get me wrong, I had a great time, but that is the first and last time I ever visit the city of love
1: now we call them homeless people because that is indeed what they are they are people who do not have homes and most of them the majority of them deal with mental illness which is why they are out of their homes to begin with so we need to show some respect to their situation their plight that's why we don't call them bums as so many people do or have in the past
2: yeah it was uh uh my bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) my bad will suffice for now so you got me thinking got me doing some research because you got to think about it. Cities are going to be dirty based on their population as well as their legislation.
2: I was going to say, because there's plenty of cities that are just as populated. I mean, D.C., I don't know, you know, which city's bigger, D.C. or Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia's bigger than D.C. I will
2: tell you, it's not even close when it comes to dirtiness. Not even close.
1: Well, let me see. Let me see real quick. You got to think, too, it's the nation's capital. It's a little bit different. But. um. Let me see real quick. I'm going to do this real quick. Population, Washington, D.C., is 684,498 as of 2018. Let's see what it is in Philly. What do you think?
2: No clue. Kind of don't care. <laughs> but you want to do this, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Let's continue on. Philadelphia has
1: 1.58 million, more than twice as many people.
2: I don't care. There's no excuse for what I saw this weekend. (laughs) See, but see,
1: that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. Because this is exactly what I was going to talk about. The top five cities in the U.S. by population density in order were New York City, San Francisco, Boston, Miami, and Chicago. The dirtiest cities in order were New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago tied for litter. Houston for pests. Talking about rats, roaches, mice. Four is Philadelphia. Yes, yes. Coming in at number four for litter. Tied with Miami for pests. Got them Florida cockroaches down there. I'm
2: telling you. I'm telling you.
1: And then number five is is a tie also. San Francisco for litter. Atlanta for pests. So – I mean, that's something.
2: I wonder how long that list is. Because I'm telling you, I've been to all these cities, and ain't nobody held it down like Philadelphia held it down for you. Dirty, been you've been to all you've been to all those cities. I've been to L. A., um, New York. Uh, no, I've been to Miami. Been to Chicago. I haven't been in Miami.
1: You've been to Miami. Never been to San Fran. No. Uh, you've been to Atlanta more than once. Yeah. I don't remember Atlanta being dirty.
2: No, it wasn't that bad. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. Trust me. Trust me, everybody would feel like I feel. If you've been to Philadelphia lately, I'm telling you, it's rough. Yeah, no, so I was going to say
1: this This list right here was updated April 30th, 2019, so we're talking more than a year ago. But it's hard to imagine that the city has gotten that much dirtier
2: in just a year. First of all, the food in Philadelphia was amazing. It was really great. I had good eats. But it's going to sound like a hate on Philadelphia session right now because <laughs> I just think about... The made up fake sports icon that they have a statue for <laughs> that everybody
1: wants to see. Yo, pop culture has transitioned from the dirtiest cities <laughs> to ride right on the ride right on Philadelphia. Like,
2: I knew at the top of the steps, which he really isn't at the top of the steps, there's a statue. There's a statue there. But as I kept looking and seeing this long list of people who wanted to wait in line, that's like people going to Africa and waiting to see a statue of Simba in one of them cities. I just, I, I was a little, uh, you know, it just kind of drove me back. Like, y'all don't got no real stars in this city that you got to have a fake make-believe statue of a figment of somebody's imagination out here that people are dying to see. Come on now, Philadelphia. Come on now. It's all so interesting. I, but shout out to, to the, the Knicks, number one sandwich in the country. Oh, the Knicks! I thought you meant the Knicks, but you mean no, Dunix the the man. Dunix has the um roasted pork sandwich. Ooh, with the broccoli. Rob, I'm telling you, bro, you ain't had it. You need to get it. I need to know. Did you go to? Did you go to uh, Patty's Pub? It's a Fictational place. Yeah, I didn't know if they had. I didn't know. No, if, I asked, and they were like, "No, it's a fictional place." I was like, "Cause that's fictional the number uh, non was uh, which one's not real? Non-fiction. No, fiction. Fiction's
1: f- yeah. Fake. But you said Fictational. Fictational's is not a word. I just need <laughs> you to know why we're <laughs> why we're doing this. I need you to know fictional. fictitious, yeah, fictitious. Okay,
2: is that not, not, <laughs> not real? Um, because that would have been number one, number one spot, Patty's Pub
1: yeah go 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 get you a hard-boiled egg
2: all the good stuff you ever had a terrible experience staying somewhere though like don't get me wrong i had a a good experience had me i had me you know a big time room with the hot tub right in it enjoyed my weekend stay i'm just saying the city was dirty but have you brandon ever had an experience where due to the hotel room due to the circumstances just was a terrible stay
1: On vacation. Never had a terrible stay overall. However, when I stayed in London, we stayed with some friends of friends. And we were supposed to go on an excursion in the morning while the people we were staying with were just chilling at home, right? And my friend went on his excursion, but I slept in because we've been traveling. And I was like, I'm sleeping in today. Right. They didn't know I slept in next thing I know, I hear them complaining about us.
2: No way. No way.
1: Yeah. Complaining about us. What were they saying? They were upset because we we showered. And evidently, where they were staying, showering costs a lot of money because it uses way more money than a bath. And they were complaining about us. So I had to hide, Jeremy. I had to hide. (laughs) I'm hiding under the covers trying to figure out what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I'm hiding under the covers, being as quiet as can be. Trying to figure out how I can get out of this place without them seeing me, without them knowing I was there the entire time. It must have
2: be young, because right about now, I had to say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick shower and get
1: out <laughs> your hair. <laughs> 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 Jeremy, I'm telling you, it was it was like an out of body experience. It was like in a movie, listening to them. Can, hey, can you believe him? Can you believe him? He took a shower, he, but they both took showers. Anyway, I don't know how good my English yeah, accent but is. That,
2: but they're the greatest country in the world. Come on now. Come on now. Who said that? I'm saying you don't hear people over here <laughs> complaining about showers, shower lanes. Well, actually your grandpa used to. Yeah. Uh, some grandpa, y'all conserving water. Better you say bath water. Some said, people cheap. Some people are just cheap. But that was one of my more memorable experiences. You sitting here saying that you never had a bad trip experience. Remember that time we went to Wisconsin as a family? Oh, yeah. I and forgot about that. think everything was sold out because there was some kind of festival or something. All the hotels were So here's, here's all. I don't even but know. But you know what that really is? That's a failure to plan that's on dad's plan. part. I'm it sorry. Terrible, plan. terrible planning. Was it seven of us in one hotel room with two beds? No, five of us. <laughs> no, it was more because grandma was there. 100% grandma was there. So that's six. Either way, with two beds. In a dirty roach motel. <laughs> it wasn't dirty. One was like, second. Ma.
1: Wasn't that hotel in Wisconsin dirty? See, there was no roaches. Ma said there's no roaches. She said it was just old. Ma in the studio today. Shout out to Mama Phoenix. Just so y'all know Mama Phoenix in the building just for a second. Right.
2: But that that was a bad one, but anyway.
1: Tell us we wanna we wanna hear about your experiences on vacation, on trips. Uh, whether it's for work, for business, for pleasure, whatever it might be, let us know what you thought about the cities you've stayed in, the hotels you've been in, what it was for you. Let the RVK know. Get at us. You can leave us an anchor message. No charge. We can play it if it's good. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter, like always, or any other aspect. Let us know. Holla at your boys, the RVK. Rack
0: right, me,
1: Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables supporting the RVK partnership since day one.
0: Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more
1: All right. Time to talk how West Virginia rocked and chalked them Kansas Jayhawks. Jeremy, what was your thought?
2: What you think? You know, I was going first. What you think? I mean, you saw the Kansas game. You saw the rough start. What what happened? Materialized after that. What you like? What you dislike me? I was upset with the rough start
1: because I'm tired of us not being ready to play. I'm tired of that. That said, there's very little to be upset about in that game. A win's a win. A win's a win. And not only is it a win, a win, but we almost covered Twenty-one and a half points was a spread. We won by twenty-one because of Puka Williams last second kickoff return. That team balled, Jeremy. We only gave up 17 yards in the second half. They really did defensively, man. We we looked like a juggernaut. Offensively, even we played better than what we than what we're used to,
2: averaging six point three yards per carry against Baylor. My problem is this. Big ups to the win, the W. Big ups to Jeffrey Pooler coming down with a couple sacks and Mezzador and and uh Darius Stills with the interception and in a day, and and you know our defense. You can't say enough about our defense right now. Do I think we played the most elite competition? No. Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma State without their starting quarterback, Eastern Kentucky do not count as top notch talent. But, like I said on the Brandon Lowe show, even being with that being said, they pass the eye test. They pass. So- the I said that to somebody. They were like, "Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've played
1: nobody. We, we, they pass and, and that's my true. eye test, and
2: that's true. We have not been tested on defense, but they are passing the eye test. Do you see how? Do you see how they swarm to the ball? How they beat defenders? How, how they? they f- how they follow assignments? Amen. They pass the eye test. Are they the number one ranked Are they the number one team defense of the country? Well, yes, yes they are. Yes, according they are. To stats one hundred percent. Do I believe they really, truly are the best defense of the country? Maybe not, but I definitely think they're a really good defense because they pass the eye test. John Anthony talked to Steve Dunlap
1: the defensive coordinator for the 1996 West Virginia defense and several other defenses, of course, but the iconic 1996 defense. And he said what you have to have is disruptors at all three levels.
2: We have that. You know know somebody who doesn't get enough love? Who? Uh, Jared Bartlett. No, no, you're right. Number 50. He may not get all the sacks. When it's third and you're knowing that they're going to pass, he is a disruptor. To rush the passer, he gets in and he gets after it. Then you see Mesidor. Do you see him shedding blocks? Do you see Jeffrey Pooler pursuing the quarterback? And that's added to the other guys on the inside. That everybody knows. Yeah, that everybody knows. Man, it's, it's just nice to see the running game. Another thing that you – I mean, they're talking about Letty Brown as one of the best running backs in the country. What I will say is I appreciate somebody who can maximize his talent. He's running harder. Thank you for saying that. And and uh, and more aggressive. Like I said, he's a different beast. He has a different chip than he had last year. He's always ran aggressive. This year, he's just running like a different chip is on his shoulder. And that offensive line, you can't praise Letty Brown without giving that same praise to that offensive line opening them holes. When's the last time you see a whole well, like
1: I will say Letty Brown has is I believe he's leading the Big 12 in yards after contact.
2: That's right. But there was no contact when he ran up the middle like Owen Schmidt. That I'm saying yeah. the, the blocks yeah. were so wide. It yeah. was a wide how open, ever spin face it. Face it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm saying it was wide open when he broke loose. With that being said. I also Well, listen. real
1: quick, while we're talking about rushing, Jed, according to Jed Drenning, through four games, WVU leads the Big 12 in rushing first downs with 41. The Mountaineers finished 2019 with just a total of 62 rushing first downs in 12 games. So in four games, we have 41. That's a third of the games that we played last year, and we had 62 total. So obviously the rushing game has improved, and obviously you got to give credit to the offensive line as well as to the running backs. And the coaching staff. And the to, coaching to focus staff. And the coaching on what staff.
2: But but if you would ask me coming in. Well, the kid, sorry. No, go
1: ahead. Red zone touchdown rate after finishing 2019 at 118th nationally, that's 47 percent is what we had. WV currently sits at number 12 in the country, 78 percent in red zone uh, touchdown rate. So, like you said, coaching staff deserves credit. Absolutely. Um. You said if you would have told me.
2: No, but if you would have asked me which we kind of talked about it, what are the big keys to Kansas? What things do you want to see improve? Do you know what things I would have highlighted? And this is the reason why I pause. Turnovers. This is why I pause when I I give West Virginia so much credit. Turnovers, drop passes. Let's say the first one, turnovers. So we've been struggling with turnovers. This game, we said we want to see us hold on to the ball. Do you think we were successful on that? Well, we had two. Two interceptions and one no no one drop one fumble on the very first drive of the game. And oh, an, sorry, yeah. and an interception. Yeah, I I I feel like that's still a miss. I don't think like if I were grading. Hey, how did we do with turnovers? No, no, our offense still turning the ball over. Yeah, I agree. All right, number two things. One thing you would highlight. All right, we have we've had way too many dropped passes. Well, that works too. Drop passes. So in this game, how would you feel about the drop passes? Well, we are currently I believe I'm talking about this game. We dropped too many passes this game. We dropped passes again. Sam James, elite talent, fast, can't guard him. But like I said, I said on Brand Lowe's show. Once again, shout out to Brand Lowe. The best ability is availability and to be able to be trusted to catch the rock. You can be as quick and fast as you want, Sam Sam James. But if you can't catch a rock, it means nothing. And I see this thing where it's it's not even a pattern. It's more of. It seems like it's who you are, bro. If you catch the rock, you can be all Big Twelve. It's You're not, fast enough. You have the ability, the athleticism. It's not just Sam
1: James, Jeremy. Yeah, I was gonna say, but we can't put it all on Sam James. According to According to Ben Booth, WVU has recorded the 14th most receiver drops out of 130 FBS schools.
2: Amen. Like there's just way too many drops, and that's even amplified. When we can't protect the quarterback, and that wasn't one of the things I was looking at because if the tackles can't protect the quarterback, we can't. We're just not good enough to. But when we can't give our quarterback enough time, Garrett Green can't get back there get comfortable. When he does Who? deliver. Who? Uh, sorry. Jared Deggy does deliver a strike. We got to catch the rock. We're good enough. Ford Wheaton, we're good enough. I know you didn't drop one in the second half. The first half, you dropped a couple. Catch the ball. Our team is significantly better if we just catch the rock. Um, all right, so that's two. The third thing that you would say going into the game, West Virginia, I want to see, I want to see you do better. Penalties. Yep. And where were we with penalties? I believe we had nine. We had ninety some yards again. I, I believe I saw a stat where we're third in the entire country in penalties with eleven a game.
1: That's why when people say it's COVID, I say no because
2: there are teams who are doing better than us. There you go. So the fourth thing I want to get to, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I'm saying, look, it's up to us to point it out because <laughs> we're fans. This is what we do. The fourth thing, Brandon, that we would have talked about going into the game that, that we need to see significantly better, what would you have said? You mean special teams? Special teams. What happened this game?
1: Gave up a kick six.
2: We also missed a field goal.
1: Missed a field goal, gave up a kick six.
2: And the, fi- the field goal wasn't a 60-yarder either. It wasn't a 55-yarder. Um. So I look at those big things, and you know, it's a building process, and it's a process that you have to be patient with, and you have to trust the climb. But I was talking to uh, Chris Hall, of course, and I was telling him, I was like, because of you know, because of Dana, my patience is way thinner. It's unfair. Shout out to Jeff Ruff, who says the
1: same thing. Jeff Ruff
2: said, you know, it's unfair, it's unfortunate, but my patience is a lot thinner. Now, a win is a win. But the things that I feel like fall a lot on coaching, which are penalties, turnovers, drop passes, they're still happening. We won the game. We were, we were able to overcome Kansas. But let us do those kind of things against um, Texas Tech even.
1: Um, uh, Texas, uh, Texas Tech 1-3. Okay, They gave Texas a run for the money, but we all saw Texas has no defense. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Yeah.
2: I'm just saying we can't do those sort of things if we want to be contenders for the Big 12. Absolutely. I agree with that. Not trying to be Debbie Downer, but hey, let, let's but let's give props to Jeffrey Pooler, high motor, balled out oh, of control. Oh, defense, you got to give nothing but props. Yes,
1: N- even Nick Troy Fortune, who Bruce Irvin jokingly said, well, didn't jokingly say he was dead serious. Take off my number eleven. <laughs> Did you see that on <laughs> no, Twitter? No, he good. said, take off. You said, take off my jersey, bro. <laughs> and Nick Troy Ford just said, What did I do? I did my you know, I had a pretty good game overall. <laughs> and uh then Bruce Irvin apologized the next day. He said I shouldn't have
2: said that, you know, keep doing your thing. Let's say I apologize <laughs> like oh, I didn't know it was serious. Like I thought maybe it was a joke. No, it wasn't. No, serious. he was serious. <laughs> he was serious. Take off my jersey. He said, Take off my jersey.
1: Um but. And in that case, Nick Troy Fortune was in the right position. He played good defense. He just didn't catch the ball. Yeah. And an unfortunate bounce led to a 43 yard touchdown reception. Um what was that? what were we talking about?
2: You were giving props to the defense. Oh yeah, props to the defense. Fields Jr., I mean just everybody, man. Yeah. Another interception for a day, Alonzo a day. And you can say it was right to him, but it's funny because when you have a knack to get in the ball, it just seems to come to you. Yes, you know who reminds me of spot.
1: You know who it reminds me of? Who? Little Animal from ohio state
2: oh yeah oh yeah uh what's his name oh a little animal uh uh, i'm looking uh, right at him yeah number 33 ohio state James Uh, Laurinaitis. Laurinaitis. There you go.
1: James Laurinaitis. James Laurinaitis used to get on my nerves because I hate Ohio State, but he was always in the right place. The ball always always bounced to him. Troy Palomalo, another guy, where the ball always just ended up in his hands. Yep. One way or another, Johnny on the spot, that's the kind of player you want, and a lot of that comes from hard work and discipline. Yeah, and studying the defense to know where you should be. Exactly. So, I mean, I just feel like we got to give nothing but props to the defense. We got to do better about penalties, but we're still balling out of control. In my in my opinion, number one defense in the nation. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And and by the way, and I up? don't want to
2: hear anybody watering it down. Talking about who have we played? Because the reason I'll say that to Mountaineer brothers, but to everybody else, we are the number one defense in the country. Get some. I'll take it just like every Big Ten soft defense. We're not soft, but they were when they got it because they were playing soft offenses. Here's what I'll here's, what, we'll here's what
1: I'll say to you, Jeremy, as you say that to your Mountaineer brothers. What has the offense done to help the defense? Nothing. Turnovers. Yep. Special teams. Can, you imagine? Can if, you imagine if we could if we could consistently move the ball, didn't turn the ball over, the defense would be even better. Yep. But it's not. So when people say who have we played, I say who has what has the offense done to help the defense. Amen. So I don't I give credit to the defense for being number 1 in the nation and I don't put any caveats with it. They are the number 1 defense in the nation.
2: No, yeah, that's right. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Period. About to make period, a period ba- with a T at the end. about to, about to make a banner. UFC style.
1: Yes. Now, UCF style. Now, the thing I will say more, UCF, yeah, UCF, not UFC. <laughs> the thing I will say is it's only four games.
2: Yes. The 1996 defense the was number way, one. By the way, I said this last year, and and by the way, they showed a stat on the TV that kind of depressed me. Do you know how many seasons in a row West Virginia has been 3-1? Did you see that stat come across the TV?
1: No, but you have to remember it's different.
2: This is the fifth straight year West Virginia started off 3-1.
1: But this is different. Branding, okay. You know why it's different?
2: Because it's this year and we haven't lost anymore yet. Out of yet.
1: conference schedule. Okay. We're doing this in conference. Two wins in conference already. Against, anyway. Uh, uh, but two wins in conference already.
2: Okay, all right. We're not
1: talking about out of conference where you win too easy. Some
2: fans two... will be always be irrational, but continue on. No, Branding. I'm
1: just saying it's different. I'm not saying we're a juggernaut. I'm yeah. saying it's different. Okay.
2: three. So we are three and one for the fifth straight year. And it depressed me because I know how all those other years finished. So here's one thing I'll say, and I said this before Texas last year when we were three and one. I said, enjoy it. I'm enjoying it, son. Enjoy being three and one. I'm enjoying it. Point your finger, shoot your shot, get in the DMs, show these other d- teams that our rivals. Hey, sit down. We got the number one defense because you may not all have all year to say that. Now I hope we do, but maybe not. Well, it's on to Texas Tech. And did you know, Jeremy, we've won five out of the last
1: six against Texas Tech? I didn't know that. Including okay. five in a row before last year? Didn't know that. A lot of people forget that because we think about the beatdown that we got the first year we played them. Then we lost the next year. And Then we won five in a row. Five of the last six against Texas Tech. This year we go back to Lubbock. Jared Dagey's got some memories of Lubbock because of his brother Seth playing there. It's time to ball. Time to go get him. Texas Tech is one and three. The money's on WVU. The last I saw the, the the line was three uh WVU minus three and a half. What do you think about this game going in?
2: Oh, I think if you look, I you know my main thing is I, I started looking at Texas Tech and who they played and compared to last year. Um last year they put up 34 points against Kansas. This year they put up 21. Last year they put up 24 points against Iowa State. This year they put up 15. Their offense is nowhere near as good. Now, against Texas in three or two or three overtimes, they did throw the ball 52 times, dig over 331 yards passing, but they only had about 100 rushing yards. Against TCU this year, they only had uh, 244 yards passing the ball. Against Iowa State, they had 212. Now, granted, they had some better running games, but I'm not scared of teams running the ball on us because we've showed we can stop the run. I think we've showed all together we can play defense as a whole. But Texas Tech, to beat us you're gonna have to be a spread offense who slings the rock and it's very clear that when you start slinging the rock you turn it over a whole lot so if we can keep the game close and we can you know get to a lead and force them to throw the ball it's possible it gets ugly it's possible it gets ugly i think that we got to keep
1: focused on us this game is not about texas tech it's about us can we do the things that made us successful do we play defense, sticking to our assignments, not missing tackles? We are only missing seven tackles a game, I believe it is. That's all we missed last game. Five of those missed tackles were Puka Williams by himself. So we're not missing tackles. If we don't miss tackles, we stick to our assignments. I don't think we have anything to worry about against Texas Tech, personally. Yes,
2: and by the way, can we, we're going to pause Texas Tech for just one second because you brought up Puka, and I wanted to mean, mention this is about Puka when we were talking about Kansas. Brent, do you know LSU recruited Puka? Yeah. Do you know he had a scholarship offer from LSU? Yeah. Do you know that he did not win a national championship and he's been stuck on Kansas because he made the worst life decision anybody's ever made in the history what of their life? But when he played at LSU. Who cares he'd have a ring? Who cares that he plays this at Kansas? Not, this, is not the, this is not the NFL. You're not getting paid to get rings. You want to play when you're in college. That's right. Why? Get smashed up? I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, no. He would have got he would have got some PT at LSU. Maybe not like he did at Kansas, but brother, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Get your ring. He could be the star there at LSU right now because the offense is a little little soft. I just I, I looked at that. I was thinking, man, you picked Kansas. Well, let's uh,
1: thoughts and prayers to Puka as he goes home to take care of his mama. By the way, as we're talking about him, right, he's opted shot. out of the rest of the season, and. Uh, a lot of people thinking that he was just doing it because Kansas is not very good, but it's not that. He's taking care of his mom. We'll see if he ever plays at Kansas again because we know how these things go. But in the meantime, in between time, we want to give T's and P's. Um, so back to Texas Tech. I think we – dis- What
2: hold on. What's T's and P's? Thoughts and prayers. Okay. I know what the P's were. I didn't know what the T's were.
1: Jed Drenning says, according according to Jed Drenning anyway, there was a good second half for us. Jared Day, he was 13 for 17, 173 yards. Letty had five carries for 107 yards. The offense had 35 plays for 313 yards. And the defense held Kansas 23 plays at 17 yards. So we basically just need to play second-half football. That's what we need to do against Texas Tech.
2: Can we show some love for, we talk about the drop passes, but Reese Smith, man, he looked good. Reese Smith looked good. He did. He uh,
1: runs good routes. He's very disciplined in his route running. He's got good hands, and he's not afraid of the moment. I like that, but I'm still sticking with T.J. Simmons as my guy. I like the senior leadership at that position.
2: Yeah, I just—I uh, don't like the fumble. That's
1: true, but that happens.
2: And you know, we ended up beating them 38-17, and we ended up getting to where we needed to be. But it could have been a lot worse. I, I still—I just feel like there's still some left to be desired. I understand we bounced back, we, but I just—I just, I just want to see. This offense come out and and just play better. I, I, maybe you know it's wishful thinking. Maybe it won't happen this year. Maybe that's that's what it is. We're gonna just have to grit and grind through you know this entire year. I just I just hope we just start you know the, the, you know the blocking part of it, the pass blocking, sometimes just not that good, and that that's what it feels like this year. Hopefully we'll grow up and we'll learn because we're young. But the drop passes, man. I feel like we can cha- we we can change that i I'd, I'd like to hope to to think that somehow there could be a change where we don't do what we've been doing, and if that happens, man, it's just really bright like I, I this year I'm not saying we're gonna win the big twelve. it's just there for the taking though nobody's stepping up nobody on the whole I mean Oklahoma State is undefeated, but they really haven't played anybody except for us um we just we just have a chance that I just hope we can capitalize on.
1: I hope so too.
2: I'm tired of being mediocre.
1: I'm tired of it. There's no need for it, even though this team is very young. Offensive line, young in a lot of key positions. Um, even our running back, he's a he's a he's a junior. He's not a senior. We should have Letty back next year. Um, Jared Dagey should be back next year, barring anything crazy. Um, but I and the defense is young too especially in the secondary, in a lot of places in the secondary. I expect this team to continue to grow with each and every game. Um, Steve Dunlap gave props to Jamal day and to Jordan Leslie talking about how he moves, around, how they're moving around their alignment, how they're moving around the players, putting them in good, good positions. I hope that continues. Um, but I like so far the way it's meshed because I wasn't sure about it when it was happening.
2: I'm telling you in a battle that's not being talked about because it doesn't need to be talked about cuz we're winning and that's all that matters. So that's what the team needs to focus on, but we as fans, we can we can start talking about it. I wonder who gets the reins for next year. I really do. Is it going to be Leslie or La day or Day?
1: I don't know. I mean my my guess is Jordan Leslie because that's what I heard was going to be the case this year. I was surprised when he wasn't the guy this year. So if I had to guess, if I had to bet which I don't bet, but if I was the guy who's going to put money on it, I'd say it's going to be Jordan Leslie.
2: Yeah, they're just, you know what? It doesn't matter because they're both doing some great things in Morgantown, but that's something we can get deeper into as the season progresses. Got anything else? Nah, that's good. That's a wrap. All right. Tell
1: us what you thought, Raspy Voice Kids, all over social media. Get at your boys. Holla at us.